We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone. Hello. Welcome to Unabashedly Obsessed. I'm James. I'm Aaron. On our show we like to talk about things related to pop culture. And not so pop culture. And this week we're going nerd culture, I think. Yeah. Popular nerd culture. It's gotten a lot more pop That's of true. late. That's true. That's very true. Thanks to... Uh, Stranger Things had something to do with it. Yeah, but I feel like it had started getting a little... Like, I feel like... Well, okay, no. It's, it's because it's gotten more popular i.e. on my personal radar, since around the time I started doing it, which yeah. is because of the Adventure Zone. Right. Which is why it's on my radar. But I think that there there's a there's something to it becoming more popular because of a of something that's going on nationally. I think people are like, I like improv, but what am I gonna join an improv team? What what can I what can I do to play a game? Like I think that games have gotten more popular yeah. and like People are sort of more down with like fantasy stuff, and like mm-hmm. it's like, hey, this seems like a, like I feel like it has it's 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 bad reputation or like sort of uh, you know uncool reputation yeah. has diminished a little bit. I think. Yeah, I also think be, as nerd culture has gotten more acceptable. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's gotten cool to be a nerd. Yeah. And so it's gotten cool to play D and D. Yeah, I think which that's... is what we're talking about tonight. Oh yeah, we didn't talk. We didn't mention yeah D and D. Yeah, I like to I like to kind of tease the topic a sure. little. Sure. Yeah, and then sometimes we remember to say what it is. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, I have two no context corrections. Okay. The name of the podcast is Three Swings, not Three Strikes. Okay. Um, and Ryan North, uh, tweeted at us Uh and he said, oh, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Also, the number of adventures is not a joke. We make a program to count every distinct path through the book. And then he gave an emoji that is a colon and then the number zero. So it's like, oh, oh, so that huge number that I didn't know the names of the numbers about that many commas. Oh yeah. I edited that part out. So it sounded like you totally just read it awesomely. Oh, cool. Cool. Well, no, I mean, I said it with confidence, but like... Yeah, but I edited out the part where you had to like stop and think about it. Oh, yeah, good. Because that was a long time. Uh-huh. I think actually you had to go chase a dog. I think I was chasing the dog yeah. during that time. Um, But uh, I... Yeah, so that, that huge number that I'm pretty sure I got wrong because he referenced a number... If that's a real number, then he referenced like quintillion, and I definitely didn't say a quintillion in there. So yeah. one of us is wrong. And I'll- he has a computer. Right. Calculating. Uh, sure, so yeah. I'm that, guessing there you. Go. you. Pro, pro, let's go with me, just because also that, <laughs> that's like polite. So uh, in other news. We have new patrons. We do have new patrons. We have two new patrons. Yeah, we do. Uh, the first is Liz. Hi, Liz. Um, we talked about Liz when we talked about... Oh, hi, Liz. I thought you said hi, and then I was like... And I'll, that's I'll okay. get it. Um, she just knows I love her more than you do. Well, I don't know that she knows that. Well, now she does because uh, I said hi to her and you forgot. Dang it. All right. That's fair. Well, sorry, Liz. Better also, luck next time. Also, I was the one who brought her up on that last episode. That's true. So, um, Liz, we talked about she records uh, Space America. Hold mm-hmm. on. I'm, let me take it again. Space America. There you go. <laughs> um, all caps with an exclamation point. Uh, she records Good Morning Space America. Um, and then... Starting tomorrow, so as you're hearing this, uh, two days ago on Wednesday, mm-hmm. her one of her new shows, Dick of the Week, is going to be uh, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm going to check that one out. And uh, Aaron, who I think will con- maybe connect more just a little bit with the subject matter, um, Aaron connects more with dicks. I was just going to say, I do connect with dicks. <laughs> um, more, just more than I do. Just yeah. a, like relatively. Mm-hmm. Um, That's actually probably patently false. Well, you don't know me. I don't. Well, you, you now don't I, mean, know, I do know you. You don't know my struggle. I'm I'm just making a, a gross assumption. Hey, let's not call it gross. Gross means multiple things. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> 144 different things. I feel like this has gotten away from us. So thanks, Liz. <laughs> thanks, Liz. And also, Mike. <laughs> 
sorry. Hi, Mike. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was going to say hi, Mike, but it was your turn to say hi. And also, I was laughing at you about to shoot <laughs> seltzer out your nose. I did not have enough seltzer to That's good. have done anything. That's good, um, because that would have been painful. That would have that been seltzer's painful. super bubbly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also super gone. Yeah. Uh, Mike is co-host of Back to the Futurama, which we also yes. mentioned on the podcast's episode. Yes, we did. And Mike is our special lucky number $50. That's right. Mike pushed us over the $50 limit. Which means we're doing a live stream. And I'm going to announce the name of the of the live stream right here, live on air. Mike got to help uh, construct the live stream title. This is me vamping while Patreon opens. And here we go. And the title of the live stream, which you can tune into whether you're a patron or not, the unabashedly obsessed live stream Patreon reward family fun hour with James and Aaron as titled by Mike from the podcast Back to the Futurama, without whom this live stream wouldn't be happening probably, at least not until someone else decided to become a Patreon, a patron, the live stream. Thank you, Mike. I <laughs> love it. We had to add a couple extra parentheticals. Yeah. Because you, after you guys settled on it, Mike said he liked it. He loved it. He wanted some more of it. Right. And so we had to give some, we had to add some more right. of it yes. to the thing. We don't assume anyone is quoting a country song here. We assume they're making a literal request for more. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yep. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and now. So, Aaron, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. How do you D&D? How do I D&D or how does one D&D? How do you because do D&D? they are two different answers. I'm interested in how you D&D. So my D&D group doesn't really always follow the rules when okay. it comes to actually playing. Okay. There's this whole thing about like spell slots and preparing spells and having like a certain number of spells prepared and anything else you can't cast until you prepare it. We don't play that way. Okay. Mostly, I think, because when we all started playing, none of us had ever really played before. Okay. And so we just forgot a bunch of the rules as we were trying to figure out how to play the game. Right. And then we decided to just keep forgetting the rules because it was easier. Well, that's just house rules. Yeah, exactly. So house rules here is if you know a spell, you can cast that spell. Have you heard of the spell? You got it. (laughs) I mean... Prepared enough. my, My current character... My DM gave me the ability to cast any wizard spell. Oh, nice. Once it, or, I'm sorry. Gave me the ability to attempt to cast any wizard spell okay. once per day. It well, doesn't, like any wizard spell? Any wizard spell. Whether I know it or not, I can attempt to cast it. And I have to. And depending on how I roll, we'll see what happens. Okay. It's made it a lot more complicated for me because, as I'm sure you've noticed, the player's handbook... With handy tabs done by yours truly. Mm-hmm. This book is heavily tabbed. Yes. We will. Ooh, maybe I can actually post an Instagram photo. Yeah. For this week's episode. And it'll be a picture of my book with all the tabs. Yeah. So there's like the spells section of the book at the back. Right. And it's not divided out by types of spell. It kind of bugged me. Bugs me, but some spells cross over. Oh. So there are some spells that multiple classes can cast. So what I did... Oh, right. I forgot there's a there's a second tome. I created a wizard spell book where I put all of the wizard spells into tables in Word, went to Staples, got it printed out, tabbed it by type. Like I have, all, I have, it, I have all these spells in tables by type. Right. So that I can easily be like, well, I need to set something on fire. Let me just go to the fire spell section. Do... These pink stickies mean the spells you do know? Yeah, the ones, yeah, I put a little pink sticky next to the spells that I currently have in my arsenal that I could cast at any time. Mm-hmm. And these are if you happen to learn something. Uh-huh, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, everybody made fun of this, but I tell you what, it's made playing a whole lot easier for all of us now because nobody has to sit there waiting for me to go through every single spell in the back of the book trying to figure out what I should try to cast for this particular situation and is it a wizard spell you put the harry potter spell oh yeah because this current character that i'm playing is germione Haranger. uh-huh i think you said that backwards aaron uh, no 
Oh, no, it is what? not Hermione Granger. It is Hermione Granger, oh. who is exactly Hermione, but with a really bad British accent because I'm rubbish at accents. Um, so yeah, they they make me give the Harry Potter incantation when I cast a spell, uh-huh. and so I put those in there to remind me. So when I cast a fire spell, I say incendio. Right, and or uh, when I when cast you- a water spell, it's aguamenti. Or assistant summoning spells are Accio. Right. Or Expecto or Repero or uh-huh. Alohomora. Yeah. Depending on the type of spell. How did you find the ones that aren't the obvious ones? The internet is vast. Mm-hmm. I Googled it. <laughs> there's there's a bunch of websites that have all of the spells from like some of them are from like the, the Lego video games, some of them are from the movies, some are from the books. But right. yeah, so I basically looked for any that might be applicable. My original plan had been to have a different one for every single spell. But that's stupid. Okay, fair. Because there are not that many. So if you want... So if you're saying... Wait. So summoning... So um, let me open this book up again. <laughs> um, so if you say like Accio and then that's to cast... So if I want to... Like when I cast Mage Hand to pick something up and bring it over to me. Okay. I would say, you know, Accio Broom. Oh, I And have my Mage Hand go pick up the broom on the other side of the room. I gotcha. Okay. Whereas if I was going to be summoned, there are ones where like you summon like otherworldly beings. Okay. And that'd be Expecto. That would be Expecto Celestial. Right. I don't know. I don't. I actually don't know if I can just expecto a celestial. I mean, with, have you tried? I have not tried. The way my group plays, I probably could try. <laughs> <laughs> so now you do. You do follow the rules that you remember. I follow the. Yeah, we follow the rules that we remember. Okay. Um, some of them we just have. Like we don't keep track of things like lodging costs. Okay. So. I mean, if you're playing by the book D&D, you're supposed to keep track of how much does it cost you just to exist for a day Uh in this world. Yeah. And you're supposed to get rid of gold for lodging, for food, stuff like that. We don't... Losing yourself in the the mystical fantasy of budgeting Uh and microeconomics. Yeah, and and we don't do that. There are (laughs) members of the group, (laughs) my husband, who probably would do that. Sure. Given the choice. Sure. Honey, what are you, what are you working on? Fantasy that, spreadsheets. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Expecto <laughs> Excel. <laughs> yes, I stepped on your joke there, and I'm really sorry. It's okay. So how? So you've, you've played with the same group? Yes. Most iterations of the same group. Okay. So when it comes to character creation, uh-huh. I assume that you basically just sort of uh roll up a random person and then just like come up with like just like a basic like half sheet of paper (laughs) of like you know like kind of like a brief bio like what you'd put in like a like a program for it for a play or whatever just like george is a monk period he is from the south period and then you're like that's basically tacos period right yeah that's basically it i mean that's pretty much all i do no. Is it? No. Right. So I don't start by rolling up a character. I okay. start with a backstory. Okay. I will choose a class uh-huh. and a race. And then I come up with the backstory. Okay. Sometimes I come up with a backstory first and then work the race and class around that. So when I created Mina, my very first character, as we were, after everybody was done playing that very first game, I was sitting around talking with the guys, and they were kind of recapping, and I was like, I want to play D&D. And they were like, you could play d and I was like, my character's going to be named Wilhelmina Brandywine, and she is going to be a pirate hooker. She's going to own a boat called the Bearded Oyster. Right. And then it just kind of took off, and I wrote a three-page backstory, and I sent it to Mike, and he asked if I wanted to DM. Right. And I said no. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... He ended up actually reworking some of the basic campaign that is written into, like, the initial Dungeon Master's guide. So, basically, the um, the first arc of the Adventure Zone. Right. That I'm... Oh, here there be Gerblins. Right. 
he basically kind of rewrote some of that to incorporate some of the stuff that I created for my backstory. Hair there be oysters. Uh huh. Nope. Ew. Ew. Gross. <laughs> no, I like I kind of looked up what the basic campaign was, and oh. I was like, I don't know how much of this is set in stone. I don't know how much of this actually has more backstory that I'm not finding online. I'm just going to roll with it. And so I created a whole backstory about some NPCs that were built into the campaign. And Mike was like, I like this better than what they actually wrote. Mary so, cream jeans. No. Oh, sorry. Okay. What? No. Sorry. Gross. It's like very blue jeans, but like. Oh, co- the color cream. Yes. Okay. No. Gross. <laughs> Well, we were talking about hairy oysters. Right, and she's and a pirate stuff. hooker. Uh-huh, and... and then you said cream jeans. Right. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Oh, I was intentionally not the color of the jeans. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. It would, no. Okay, so we were both thinking the same thing. Uh-huh. Gross. I mean, I guess eventually, like with enough volume. Ew. Okay. Can we literally talk about anything else? Okay, so. So then... The next, after that campaign, we did Curse of Strahd, and Chad and I decided to team up to Uh create our characters. Okay. And so I decided I was going to be a warlock, Uh and we decided we were going to be twins named Perry and Perry. He had a Y, I had an I. Sure. And then every animal that I adopted throughout the entire campaign was named Perry with varying spellings, and Mike hated me a lot. Sure, that makes sense. Uh-huh. He was right to do that. Yeah, no, he absolutely was. <laughs> um, so we crafted a backstory together about being twins, and he was a cleric, and like my, I was possessed by a demon, and he was trying to heal me. It was kind of like a Simon and River Tam sort of thing. That was kind sure. of what we took our inspiration from. Yeah. And then with Germione, I mean, she kind of wrote herself. She, well, she didn't write herself. Well, no, J.K. Rowling kind of <laughs> wrote her. K.J. Rowling. Uh huh. Uh huh. I was going to. I can't. I guess I decided I was going to play. I wanted to play a wizard. Okay. I think that one. I decided I wanted to play a wizard, and I would just basically be Hermione. Okay. But like. I mean, I wrote a whole new name. A whole new name. Yeah. I mean, I don't want anybody to think I was plagiarizing. Just like scrap the old name. Uh huh. And then come up with a brand new name. Yep. I also renamed all of her friends. I mean, I got another Perry in there. Perry Hotter. He was hotter than <laughs> the other Perrys. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I like I had to come up with a backstory that kind of made sense. So instead of her parents being dentists, her parents were healers. Uh-huh. Sure, teeth healers. Uh-huh. And yeah, it Yeah. I don't love Germione. Okay. I thought that it would be fun to play her. Yeah. I didn't take into account the unpredictable nature of the group that I play with. Uh huh. Mike is playing a bard who likes to just have concerts for no reason. Sure. And Germione would be like, no, this is stupid. Let's get out of this godforsaken hellhole we've been kidnapped to and get back home. I'm sorry, Hermione would say that. Right. Germione is like, okay, fine, I guess I'll be your band manager. Do you need another drummer? Because I can cast Mage Hand. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Accio solo. There there was a whole session where Chad's character decided to start a rival band, and so he had been the drummer, and he left to go start a rival band, and it was a battle of the bands, and so they pulled Germione in to drum using her, like, cast her mage hand to be the drummer. Right. And it was this whole thing. We totally beat Chad's band. No, nice. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. That was good. You won. We won. We won D&D Battle of the Bands. Who was the DM at this point? Jesse is the DM at this point, and he's very patient. Okay, fair. That makes sense. That makes sense. I was going to say patient or angry, but yeah, patient makes sense. I mean, he knows us all well enough to know that if he's going to DM, he needs to just be patient. Because like, did he just like, he comes with his like notebook or whatever, and then Uh at at one point he just like sets it aside and it's just like okay what are we doing yeah i mean pretty much he comes up with this whole thing and i mean so this is part of why i don't ever have any interest in dming and at some point i'll probably have to just because i don't know that i will ever be allowed to get away with never doing it but i don't want to dm because the whole thing about dming is that you come up with 
all of these possible scenarios. Right. And then inevitably, your players decide they're not going to do any of those scenarios. Right. So, like, there was one where Mike created an entire dinosaur park. It was Triassic Park. Nice. Original. Uh Uh-huh. And we didn't do that. We were like, okay, Triassic Park, dude, we're going to keep walking. There was another time when we decided to go in a basement where he was not expecting us to go. And so he had to, off the cuff, (laughs) figure out what we were fighting down there. Nice. Um, Rats. Just a whole bunch of rats. Oh, nice. Like. Hoarder rats. Yeah. Like just scads of rats. It was bad. Yeah. I got rat guts all over me. Ew. Although I suppose it's better than getting your guts all over the rats. That is true. That is very true. Anyway. (laughs) So, anyways. So, do you feel like you miss the, like, how often in your games does it happen that it, that like 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 D and D happens? Well, <laughs> we, I mean, we always eventually get to where the DM is trying to get us to. Okay, so like when we had the Battle of the Bands, we were trying to raise. I think we were trying to raise money to pay our lodging or something, and so we decided to have. A lodging that you don't pay attention to? Well, so we pay attention to whether or not we have to pay lodging. Oh, okay. Like, if we show up in a town and we're like, hey, do you have any rooms? And they say, yes, that'll be 10 gold. Then we're like, here's 10 gold. (laughs) Or, we don't have any gold. Why don't we have a concert? Right. To entertain all of your people. And because Mike is playing a very famous bard. Yeah. It was like, oh, Logan Steed is here? Awesome. We'll totally let you guys have a concert in lieu of actually paying us any money. Hmm. And then Chad decided he was mad at, or his character was mad at Logan. Right. And he was going to start his own band, and it became a battle of the bands. There was another concert where we were trying to raise money for something. I don't remember. Charity. Well, actually, we did. No, no. We were trying to raise money because somehow Chad's character got cursed and became a vampire and we were trying to raise money to buy the necklace that would undo the curse. Oh sure. So it was Gata Aid. His character's name is Gata. Oh nice. Okay, yeah. cool. He's basically Crocodile Dundee. Uh-huh. Chad can only do an Australian accent? Can he? Well, I mean, it doesn't matter what accent Chad's attempting to do. <laughs> Fair. It comes out sounding Australian? Right. Chad doing an Australian accent sounds like the Foster's beer commercials. Oh, right. So Because I mean, that's where he learned his... His Australian accent, oh, right. yeah. It does get a little frustrating sometimes when... So when my first character, Mina, I had this elaborate backstory for it, and Mike worked it into the story, but I didn't know what I was doing. Right. So I didn't play it very well, Okay. if that makes sense. Well, what do you mean? It makes sense. I mean, your the words that you said make sense, but like, like I didn't understand exactly what was happening until after it had happened. Okay. So, like, when I managed to kill the wizard that had kidnapped my sister and set my boat on fire. Spoilers for for my old D and D campaign. Yes, spoilers. <laughs> I didn't completely realize at the time that it was happening that that's what was like that it was going to be this big poignant moment right okay until after the session was over and mike was like hey you did it and i was like oh fuck yeah i did shit can we go back and do it over again so i can you know like celebrate relish the moment a little more right and like i i just i think back to that very first campaign and they had they all knew enough about the game that I didn't know. Right. That I'm like kind of embarrassed at how bad I was. Mm. Like the time I needed to buy a poisoner's kit and I just walked into a store and was like, I need a poisoner's kit. And Mike was like, you can't just walk. You- He's <laughs> like, you can't just ask for a poisoner's kit. <laughs> right. There's cops right there. <laughs> right. I didn't get arrested. The, did the cops sell you the poisoner's kit? No. Apparently we pretended I spoke quietly enough that they didn't hear. <laughs> she's kidding she's kidding everyone i'm getting better okay well that's good um there was a lot that we could have done with the parries that i think what i think that the characters that we created didn't really fit in that campaign as well as we had thought slash hoped they would okay and germione just is 
a garbage character and I hate playing her and I can't wait for the campaign to be done so I can play a different one. Right. I might go back to, I, I've told you, I might go back to playing Mina. Yeah. Because she was fun. Yeah. I've kind of learned that with this campaign, Germione doesn't fit with this group as I initially designed her. So I've had to adapt her a little bit. Mm-hmm. In order for me to have fun playing. Like, right. it's more fun for me to go along and be the band manager than it is for me to continue being a stick in the mud, refusing to participate in anything. Right. Right. Which, I was not that attached to Germione, right. so I don't mind that. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And and I ran into that with Mina some, too. I mean, Mina was a much more serious character than... She was intended to be a much more serious character than she ended up being. Right. Just because of the nature of the group that I was playing with. Right. Which is not to say that I don't love the group that I play with. I'm good friends with all of them. Sure. I th- and I think it re- that that's, like, so key. Yeah. Is that you get into playing with them uh, with the idea of how it's going to probably go. Yeah. I mean, none of, I don't think any of us expect to have serious D&D sessions. We, it's basically a chance for all of us to hang out and goof off together. It's fun. It's funny because it, there's a lot to do with like interpersonal. Like there's like the game, and then there's like the larger game that you're playing mm-hmm. of like your actual interaction with all these other people and stuff. Yeah, which is really interesting. Yeah, because I've and you know full disclosure, I've still never actually played Dungeons and Dragons. Right. So our local game shop has like pickup D and D campaigns, and that has always sort of struck me as. As weird because it feels like you're going to have a much different experience because you you don't know who's going to be there. You don't know how you're going to interact with them. Right. Part of the reason I – well, the main reason I've never gone is because it's on Wednesdays and that's usually the night that Kevin works late and or has game night. Right. So I just can't right. go. But I also haven't gone because my favorite part of D&D is not the combat. Right. And I think – those games the only way you i mean you can't bring in a character with a rich backstory for a one-time session and expect any of that to make it into the game so i don't think that i would prefer playing that type of setting because you would basically go in and you would fight the bad guys right and that would be the main thing that you do yeah i guess i also don't trust people to be cool about their like character like oh no i totally know that spell or i totally have the sword that beats this oh no i think that at that i think that at the game shop you would run into people who would not lie about stuff like that if anything i would be the one getting called out for you don't have that prepared on your sheet oh because it's on a sheet yeah because you've got your character sheet and you mark off which spells you have prepared and if i try to cast magic missile but i don't have magic missile prepared somebody would probably call me on it right hmm Interesting. Yeah. It's a whole arena of, of stuff. Yeah. Your experience with D&D has mostly been rolling up characters as a kid. Right. Um, We've talked about that briefly on the show. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So we thought that I'd do that here live-ish. <laughs> live in front of Aaron as we record. And Doozer. And, and Doozer. I mean, he's asleep, but he's here. Right. Um, and alive. He's breathing. Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> um, so we thought we'd do something sort of like James and Aaron write a character backstory. Yes. Um, so I'm going to roll up a character. Uh-huh. And then uh, we're going to start writing a backstory. Yep. Cool. There are multiple ways to roll up a character. Right. The way we're going to do it tonight, it, so there are set numbers that you can choose from. Right. And just assign them as you see fit based on the type of character that you want to play. Right. Or you can take your total, like the, the there's like a default total score that you can parse out however you want. Right. Or <laughs> the way we can do it the James way. <laughs> so the way, um, the way I'm going to do it is uh, taking some, uh, taking some notes from the, from the book and uh, taking sort of my own personal preferences for making things seem more random or, or, or be more random, I suppose, yep. than, uh, than that because for me like um when it's like all right here are the things assign them to to the whatever it becomes like a a game of like 
oh, well, let's see, I could do intelligence as this. You know, yeah. all my random stuff is because making decisions is too overwhelming for me, and I just want to have someone else make the decision on what. Oh, sure. Um, and so uh, the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to take four D6s. Mm-hmm. Um, Non-D&D people would know these as dice. Regular dice. Normal dice. Uh, in fact, I brought four regular, regular dice, black and white. With dots instead of numbers. With dots instead of numbers. I believe they are either from uh, board games or um, I, they're from my magic bag, from Magic the Gathering for when mm-hmm. I have counters and stuff. Right. And so I think they might be from my wife's uh, math section of her school supplies. Oh, okay. Because of like kids need numbers and yeah. adding stuff or whatever. Sure. Um, so I'm going to roll full four of them and I'm going to take the uh, the sum that is the highest of three of them. Yeah. And I'm going to write that down in the number in on the on the attribute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the order I'm going to do it is the order appears. It appears on the character sheet, which is strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, charisma. Sure. I have rolled some ugly people. <laughs> have you now? Yeah. So I'm going to roll them right here on the table and uh, call out what I get. Sure. So that is thirteen. One of the things I did when I was practicing this over and over was was to uh, work on my quick adding skills of three numbers. Oh, good. So, so 13 is your strength. So strength is 13. A 5, a 3, and a 3. That is 11 for dexterity. A 5, a 5, and a 4 is 14 for constitution. Mm-hmm. A 5, a 5, and a 4 is 14 for intelligence. An interesting thing here is that you're taking the dice out to show them to me. Yeah. As though I would ever suspect you of cheating and not following the random thing you're doing to the letter. Right. Whereas I will totally fudge the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Fudging the numbers would be would be ignoring the rules of the game. And I don't ever do that. <laughs> Three fives is 15 for wisdom. Ooh. So you're buff and smart. I know, but my character's pretty good. I was going to say, you're not supposed to just create a character that's you. Oh, we're really really making James feel good. All right. I keep talking over you, and I apologize. Five, a five, and a six for charisma. Handsome as well. That is a 60. All right. So then what I did was I went to this sheet on page 12 of the player's handbook, and on the side here it has an ability score summary. Mm-hmm. So I found the uh, the attribute that I got the highest roll on, which was 16. So the three important four, it says, are bard, sorcerer, or warlock. Okay. So then what I do is I go to those three, and there's a quick build thing, mm-hmm. which says your highest should be this and your next highest should be that. Sure. So that's how I picked my thing. So oh, okay. my highest is charisma and my next highest is wisdom. So I'm going to really quick see which one has wisdom, if if any of them. Sure. I have a feeling that you what you actually rolled is like a lot of DMs would tell you that that is too strong a character for a level one. I and know. would make you knock some of those numbers down. Okay. You could keep them in the same order of, you know, charisma being your highest, next being wisdom, whatever. Right. But you've got like a 16 and some 15s and... I know. I'm just really great. Yeah. All right. It might be that I'm a sorcerer because charisma is the highest and then constitution. So okay. that's possible. And then let's see what warlock is. It might be warlock though. Aren't the tabs handy? So handy. Oh, that's also charisma and then constitution. Bard is charisma and then uh, dexterity, which I am... The lowest on. So I'm not a bard. Dex was your lowest? Yeah, and it was an 11. Yeah, you're you're a very overpowered level one. I know. That's what that's what people have been telling me all my life. <laughs> um, I think, so either a sorcerer or a warlock. I only have experience playing a warlock. So sorcerer it is. Okay. All right, so now I'm going to hand you this book, yep. and you're going to read to us about sorcerers. And not necessarily read to you, read to you, but I will... Guide us. Guide you. On our journey. Oh, okay. So a, the quick I'll read the quick build section. Okay. You can make a sorcerer quickly by following these suggestions. First, charisma should be your highest ability score, followed by constitution. Pretty close. Second, choose the hermit background. Um. Oh, real quick, can you read the section before that that says, like, think about this. It's like building a 
So oh, sure. Like that. How do you feel about the magical power coursing through you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. This will help us with, with, with writing this backstory. This backstory. The most important question to consider when creating your sorcerer is the origin of your power. As a starting character, you'll choose an origin that ties to a draconic bloodline or the influence of wild magic, but the exact source of your power is up to you to decide. Is it a family curse passed down to you from distant ancestors? Or did some extraordinary event leave you blessed with inherent magic, but perhaps scarred as well? How do you feel about the magical power coursing through you? Do you embrace it, try to master it, or revel in its unpredictable nature? Is it a blessing or a curse? Did you seek it out, or did it find you? Did you have the option to refuse it, and do you wish you had? What do you intend to do with it? Perhaps you feel like you've been given this power for some lofty purpose. Or you might decide that the power gives you the right to do what you want, to take what you want from those who lack such power. Perhaps your power links you to a powerful individual in the world, the fae creature that blessed you at birth, the dragon who put a drop of its blood into your veins, gross, the lich who created you as an experiment, or the deity who chose you to carry this power. Okay, interesting. Okay. So So basically you get to decide where your power comes from and how you feel about it. Right. I feel like I want to have been... I feel like I'd kind of like to go for like a Spider-Man sort of situation where it's like... I was a normal guy, and then all of a sudden, some radioactive dragon blood fell into my eye. Okay. Ouch, I said. Probably not radioactive, because fantasy world. I don't know if they have radioactivity in uh, the Forgotten Realms. Maybe. I'm just saying. You can create a radioactive sorcerer. I'm just not sure it'll fly, depending on your DM. Well, it's a dragon, so yeah, it'll definitely fly. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Um, okay, so I think that... Maybe you got bitten by a dragon? A radioactive dragon? We'll go with radioactive for now, sure. Imagine it's... you got bitten by a radioactive dragon. Uh, That's my music reference for the night. That, I, I mean, it's it's more topical than I would expect, and so I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to give you... Maybe a bit of a golf clap. Thank you. Good job. All right, so um, I was a, just a dude. Oh, I need to pick a. I need to pick a um, a race. Yeah. So can um, can so, you go yeah. back to page twelve and see what uh, uh, races there are? Race. High charisma. Um, basically anything. Cool. What about a high wisdom? So your for your high your highest racial increase would be half elf or tiefling. Tieflings are cool. Tieflings are dragons, right? Are like dragonish? No, those are dragonborns. Uh, Tieflings right. are infused with the blood of the devil. I mean, not exactly, but they they have an infernal bloodline. Uh huh. They're derived from human bloodlines, and in the broadest possible sense, they still look human. However, their infernal heritage has left a clear imprint on their appearance. Does that does their infernal heritage give them powers? Um. Because I'd love to be a squib tiefling. It does not outright give them powers, I don't believe. You know, so there are a few, there are a few cantrips and spells that you just know, even if you're not a magic user. Okay. But it does not make you, like being a tiefling does not make you like an inherently better wizard or whatever. Okay. Here's, I think... You don't want to be a squib. You're a sorcerer. Magic's kind of your whole thing. No, but here's the deal. Okay. I'm going to be... have uh, So my whole family... So my guy's name uh, is Gregory. Okay. And he um, was born into this family of tieflings. Okay. Where everyone is like a badass wizard. Okay. Like everyone's like magic this and magic that. And Gregory's like, guys, I just want to read my books and play my video games. Okay. Okay. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cup and ball or whatever is a video game. Fantasy video games. Right. He so he goes along, he's he's very bookish. He's he he's like he's kind of picked on by his family because he's like not good at magic. And they're like, What is going on with this guy? He's like a runt and like whatever. Mm-hmm. So he kind of grows up to resent magic okay um but also sort of like super desire it sure so one day he's walking down the street and it's like an after school special he's like walking past an alley and he hears like hey hey kid he's like who me 
he's like really loud, like mm-hmm. kind of like a kind of has like a, a a grating voice. Sure. He's like, "Who me, Gregory? Is that who you're talking to?" And it's like, "God, God, yes, just come here." So he goes into the alley, and it's this, and it's this dude, and the dude is glowing, kind of like the yellow card man. That guy wasn't glowing at all. He wasn't, but, but kind of like I that. get like the vibe that yeah. you're going for. Yeah. But this guy's actually glowing. Sure. And, and Gregory's like, whoa, you're glowing. Oh, my God. That looks really weird. He's like, have you no tact? He's like, nope. So anyways, then uh, he's like, all right. So I heard that you suck at magic. It's like, yeah, magic's stupid. Everyone's stupid that can do magic. He's like, okay, it seems like you're maybe reacting. Maybe you're maybe you're uh, putting on a front of like not liking magic. But what you really want is magic. Long story short, he's like a. Like a demon, mm-hmm. kind of like a Faust sort of situation. I've never read Faust. Is Faust the dude or the demon? Yeah. I think Satan might be the demon. Anyways, he's a demon. His name is Faust. It's confusing, but only because you've read Faust, which right. also exists in the Forgotten Realms. Mm-hmm. Fantasy Faust. Right, Fantasy Faust. Faust <laughs> You want me to cut that one? Nope. Okay. Um. <laughs> so you make a deal with him that you can have magic powers, but like you can be even more powerful than your family but he has to inject you with like dragon blood okay and like so you're a different kind of like your your family's all wizards Mm -hmm. and you're gonna be a sorcerer because you have basically like radioactive heroin magic blood right in you that you have to keep uh like re-upping on is chasing the dragon Uh uh-huh a drug reference Uh Uh uh-huh i think it might be opium or is it it's not riding the dragon. No, chasing, chasing the, the chasing dragon. the dragon is so is totally right. I think that might be heroin. I think that might be perfect. So like you are like chasing the dragon blood. This has been drugs one hundred and two with yeah, Aaron for and real. James. Exactly. <laughs> um, this week injectables. So and that gives you. Uh, <laughs> That's because right, we did we covered powders last yeah, exactly. week. Exactly. <laughs> iTunes uh, featuring new podcast unabashedly obsessed, which is <laughs> secretly a drug tutorial. <laughs> God. By people that don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of sounds like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. I need to go to the bathroom for a sec. That's not funny. <laughs> Drugs are, are a, a horrible bad thing. But my guy's going to do them so that he <laughs> can like, show up his family. Yeah, he's going to chase the dragon. Right. Blood. Right. The right. magic chase dragon. Chase the dragon blood. Right. You normally puff the magic dragon, but... Not in this case. In this case, you shoot it directly into your veins. Sure. So then he get, he develops all sorts of, like, sorcerer powers. So then he goes back and uh, he kind of kind of murders his whole family. Oh, great. Just because so he's, like... So we're going with um, chaotic evil, then? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Good. Okay. Um, Fun. Yeah. But, like, kind of, like, accidental chaotic evil? I think that's where the chaotic yeah, comes in, Yeah, but right? he's, like, oops... You're dead. <laughs> Does he? Is that his new catchphrase? Uh-huh. Oops, you're dead. Yeah. Um. And then just a brief part of Britney Spears plays every time he accidentally kills someone. I all between the character voice and that, I, I don't ever want to actually play D and D with you as this character. But oh, but see, here's the thing. Once he gets starts doing, <laughs> once he starts doing Dragon Blood, uh huh. Um, his voice gets really cool, and he chills out super a lot. Still. So, like, you could say, like, drugs make him super cool and, like, popular and more likable. Great. Which is a large reason why he keeps doing them. Is that why he has high charisma now? Uh-huh. Okay. He's like, hey, what's going on? How are I'm, you doing? Uh, how are you doing? I'm intelligent and strong, though not dexterous. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people who are very strong are not dexterous because they're just too bulky. I just have these sausage fingers that have magic powers. I'm willing to bet that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is not the most dexterous man in the world. Oh, I disagree. I feel like he's probably super dexterous. He probably is. I just feel like when you're as big a dude as the Rock or Vin Diesel, yeah, like you're not going to be the most stealthy just because of your sheer size. Like you might be able to walk super quiet, yeah, but you're not going to hide real good. I feel like the Rock might be in this room. I'm okay with that. He's not showing himself. I think actually probably The Rock is great at everything. Yeah, well, yeah. Except I, for simple math. 
which he like just whiffs on all the time. He's great at calculus. Like he, yeah, yeah, no, he's like derivative. <laughs> he of this. cannot add three dice together. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. It's that. So he's like great at math. He's great at most math, but like, like second grade was like just a real beast for him. Is it possible to be good at calculus if you just suck super bad at basic addition? Addition weirdly doesn't come a lot into play. I mean, he has a calculator, so like, well, that's true. So, anyways, he he finds himself alone uh, in a house full of dead relatives. Cool. Super awesome. He decides to leave. So you will get to pick some spells. How many are there? Let's find out. At first level, you know four cantrips. So you should pull up, um, like, random.org and roll a d16. All right. Oh, but... I need to make sure that I don't pick the same thing twice. So I'm going to I'm gonna go until I get it, four random numbers. Uh, yeah. Four, four different numbers. Sure. All right. I got 16. Which is true strike. Is that where you... Okay. Strike truly? Yeah, because it feels like Gregory probably learned that and was like, ah, who will... Sorry. I needed my post-drug Gregory voice. Ah, who will need this? Oh, basically, it gives you advantage on your first attack roll against the target after you cast the spell. Oh, I see. So, like, super... It gives you... It, it lets you see into what their defenses are so that you can fight them better. Gotcha. Okay. I also got 15. Which is shocking grasp. That's shocking. Grasp. Shocking grasp is... It's a lightning damage spell. Okay, cool. Which I could have guessed from the name. Right. Well, maybe it was just really surprising. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was like a lightning damage, like just damage, or if it actually like grabbed them and also threw them or what. It's been a while since I've used Shocking Grasp. You have a shocking grasp of what someone wants for Christmas. Uh Uh-huh. Oh my God, this t-shirt is just what I wanted. That's amazing. Would you say it's shocking? Yeah, and then no one invites him to anything. Uh Uh-huh. But well, they didn't anyway because, again, me, he was a super unlikable guy. I was going to say, from what you've told me about him, I wouldn't invite him to anything anyway. But now he can buy his own friends. This is true. Um, all right. I also got uh, eight. Mage Hand. I nice. was really hoping that it was going to be the spell Friends. <laughs> but that's number six. Dang it. I was like, what's the <laughs> other one? Uh, and 11 is the last one. Minor Illusion. Oh, so he can create... Images of people that are younger than 18. Cool. Yep. Just fake kids everywhere. <laughs> it's like that ghost thing we did, we talked about. Yeah. Where there's they kids all around. pies. Yeah, exactly. You know what to do, kids. Wow, you're awesome, Gregory. At first level, you also get two spells. All right. Two first level spells. All right. And how many of those are there? 20. 20. And I get three Would of you them? like to roll an actual die? Because I do have a D20. I no, have a lot D- of D20s. D20s don't exist. All right. Ready? Okay, you can use your fake internet dice if you prefer. I'm not using Roll20. <laughs> Is that the thing? Yeah, that's like the platform that we used to play online D&D. I know, and I just yeah. super burned it. I have a shocking grasp of how D&D is played. Yep. Okay. Um... Shocking at how bad it is. <laughs> All right. So how many? Two or three? Uh, two. Two. All right. Eleven. Fog cloud. You make fog. Nice. <laughs> um, puff the magic dragon, indeed. And also eight. Expeditious retreat. All right. Run away. Yep. I mean, basically. Yep. You. It lets you run away real fast. <laughs> on a, on a, in Shining Force, there was a spell called Egress. Okay. And it was where I learned the word Egress because um, it got you out of the battle. Like oh, you could, you, good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It always felt like giving up, though, so I never used it. We need to choose some more character traits. Yes. Give me that hermit background. That hermit? Ooh, hermit. He's a hermit because his family's dead. Yay! Okay, so let's find the backgrounds. I didn't know what it meant, and then I saw your tab labeled backgrounds, and I was like, it was sort of like um, when you hear a lot of weird noises behind a door, and you're like, Okay, I guess I'm going to open this door. So I went to the tab and I was like, oh no, there's lots of stuff here that's going to need to be picked. Uh-huh, <laughs> yep. All right. All right. 
You lived in seclusion, either in a sheltered community such as a monastery or entirely alone, for a formative part of your life. Yes. How old were you when you killed your family? Um, let's see. What's the most annoying teenage age? 14? How old was Harry in Order of the Phoenix? Uh, About 14. 11, 12, 13. He was like, yeah. That was the most annoying that Harry Potter was. Oh, no, he turned 15. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, 15? 15. Sure. Sure. I was 15 when I killed my family. <laughs> In your time apart from the clamor of society, you found quiet solitude and perhaps some of the answers you were looking for when you were living on the lamb because you killed your entire family. Oh, no, I just stayed in the house. Right, but on the lamb. Oh. Like there was a lamb in the house uh-huh. and you just sat on it. And the lamb was like, dude, there's a couch right over there. And I'm like, shh, 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 quiet talking lamb. And you left when it turned into a sheep. Is that what happens? Lambs. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that is... That is generally how uh, aging works, yes. Yeah. Baby you know how the rock is bad older. at simple math? <laughs> James is James bad is at basic bad as biology. Animal aging. Yeah. <laughs> I get that a chick is a baby chicken, but like, what does it grow into? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to kind of skip past the stuff that you don't get to right. choose things Blah, blah, blah. For. Family's rotting. Why isn't he cleaning them out? Okay. Et cetera, et cetera. Well, okay. So. Stinky house. What was the reason for your isolation, and what changed to allow you to end your solitude? Uh, the reason was, like, I killed my family, and, like, what changed was the status of living of, of, my, of my family. Right, but if you want to roll randomly, then pull up a d8. All right. I do. I do want to live randomly. Live randomly. Okay. Let's see if this jives. J- I'm sorry, Mark. Jibes. B. 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 Jibes. Jibes. All right. That's not annoying at all. Jibes Anderson. That's my name. If Powered by iSpeech. <laughs> Powered by iSpeech. All right. I have a D8 up. And it is reason two. You killed your whole family. You killed her whole family. I was partaking of a communal living in accordance with the dictates of a religious order. Hmm. The religious order to kill your whole the family? The religious order of the demon? Yeah. The demon said, all right. So this, is gonna, this stuff is going to make you strong and intelligent and wise and charismatic. And I said, dexterous. He's like, so anyways, we're going to need you to kill your whole family. And I'm like, deal. I hate them anyway. There you go. So this Gregory guy is sure not likable. Yeah, he's super not. But Can you know he... what? Mm-hmm. He is great with kids. Oh, well, that's good. Hence the minor illusion. <laughs> I think you get to pick. I think you pick two. Okay. So... This is D8s again. You're going to choose your two personality traits. All right. Uh, I get four. You feel tremendous empathy for all who suffer. (laughs) But sucks you're dead. I really feel for you. We probably should have rolled before you came up with your backstory. I forgot about this. Personality traits? Uh Uh-huh. But starting now, empathy. Right. (laughs) Like before? No empathy. Little empathy. You know this uh, this dragon blood? Uh-huh. Great for empathy. Good. Not great for dexterity. <laughs> okay. Well, dragons are kind of, you know, big and unwieldy. Like and you know rock. what? I, I, really, I really feel their pain. All right. And I also <laughs> got uh, three. The leader of your community had something wise to say on every topic, and you are eager to share that wisdom. Now that checks out. I feel like you've read lots of books, and you want to tell everybody how great you are. Oh, that. I thought that the leader of my community was the demon. Who's also the librarian. <laughs> I'm not sure that you and I would play D&D well together. <laughs> so this demon, he's like, hey, kid. And I'm like, Mr. Carruthers. He's like, shh. I'm on break from the library. <laughs> that was, it was the alley behind the library. Yeah. And he's like, you were leaving the library and Mr. Carruthers pulled you into the alley. Did my new Conan mystery come in? He's like, Yes, but also, do you want some dragon blood? <laughs> you only have to kill your whole family to get it. It'll be super fine. But can I have the dragon, the, the Conan mystery? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. It's that's already a, checked out That's a you. given. You have a library yeah. card. Yeah. <laughs> I can't withhold it from you. You have the most powerful magic of all, a library card. Wink. Okay, you need a D6 <laughs> for your ideals. A, a D6? Yep. I have this. That's an actual dice, right? It is. Yep. You can roll it twice or roll two of them. Two and three. Logic. Emotions, these are are your ideals. 
Emotions must not cloud our sense of what is right and true or our logical thinking. This would make you lawful. Uh-huh. And a lawful alignment. But if I randomly roll a lawful alignment. Anyways, I'm also super empathetic. Like, feelings don't cloud my judgment, but also, like, I get them. So here's, yeah. So here's the thing. You could I'm a stick, sociopath. Stick with your, I mean, you could be a sociopath. Okay. Or you could stick with your backstory and after having spent all of this time living in this house that you grew up in with your family that you murdered yeah. and a talking lamb. Uh-huh. The, maybe you Wait, changed. wait, the lamb's name? Pam. Pam the lamb. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write that under my features. Sure. Oh, we should take a picture of this. Oh, sure. Because I'm going to draw a picture of Pam the lamb right now. Oh, good. What was your other number? <laughs> Pam the lamb looks like a microbe. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. It, That's the head right here. It sure is. Here, I'll just point this that says head. Okay. Uh, I got a two and a three. So logic and... Free thinking. Inquiry and curiosity are the pillars of progress. Chaotic. I think maybe I'm one way when I'm high on dragon blood there you and go one way when i'm low on dragon blood there you go probably free thinking and empathetic no i think you're a jackass when you don't have the dragon blood right. but i'm like super the kids don't do drugs but this drug makes me like a better more likable cooler person mm-hmm. but kind of because a you were the worst but to begin with you know how like sociopaths are like you like them a lot yeah that yeah but then it goes away and, like, it's like a Stefan Urkel, Stephen Urkel uh-huh. sort of thing. Yeah. In that he was also a sociopath who killed the Winslows. So what are my uh, bonds? Bonds would be two D6s. <laughs> two D6s. Hey, I have those right here. I think it's fun, Your too. Your flaws will also be D6s. So you can announce it one more time. All right, good. Two and five. I entered seclusion to hide from the ones who might still be hunting me. I must someday confront them. Yeah, that's the law. <laughs> the law? Okay. And five, should my discovery come to light, it could bring ruin to the world. Yeah, because the demon, if I get arrested, the demon said he's killing the world. Yeah. (laughs) Don't get arrested, he said. And don't have any overdue books or I'm killing the world. Those were his words. (laughs) Yeah, that checks out. (laughs) Library humor. (laughs) Uh, That kind of humor is way overdue. Okay. Okay, good. Those are are big flaws. No, those were your bonds. Okay, those are my bonds. That makes a lot more sense. Yes. I keep pointing at you. Uh-huh. I've noticed that. I'm going to do flaws now. Uh-huh. You get two D6s. Simple math. Hey, I have two <laughs> D6s right here. <laughs> you sure do. One and six. Now that I've returned to the world, I enjoy its delights a little too much. Yeah. Because I'm a druggie. Right. And six. Hold on, hold on. I'm <laughs> writing, write drugs. I'm writing Hunter S. Thompson-esque grasp of the world. Got it. Except I'm really going to write Hunter S. Thompson dot dot dot. And I'll just remember that that means grasp of the world. Drugs. A shocking Hunter S. Thompson. Drugs. Dot dot dot. Drugs. All right. I'm pretty sure that's just redundant. redundant, Right. But yeah. Okay. And Uh, six. Yeah. I like keeping secrets and won't share them with anyone. Ooh. That seems like a skill. Good at secrets. Like, for instance, the librarian is a demon. Uh Uh-huh. That's a good secret to keep to yourself. It is. The demon told me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's something you don't tell anyone. And I'm like, what? That you're a demon? He's like, shut up. <laughs> I feel like I should roll a pre... I should do disad... Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes? Okay. This is my drug stats. Okay. I'm going to roll these six again. With the lowest of the th- uh, the three lowest numbers added up okay. for my pre-drugs or drugs are out of my system stats. Okay. Okay. Cool. Strength, five. <laughs> Dexterity, ten. Almost as good as... <laughs> Constitution is nine. Okay. Uh, intelligence is 13 and it goes up to 14. I feel like that's that, that jives. Yeah. Sorry. Jibes. That was a sound that you made. Wisdom is a 10. What was it before? It is a 15 when I'm on drugs. Okay. 
And charisma is an 11. I feel like that's still weirdly charismatic for what you've described of <laughs> pre-drug Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. So he's like licorice. Yeah. I hate licorice. Yeah. So does everyone with Gregory. <laughs> Except for like you meet people that are sort of just like contrarian. They're like, oh, come on. I like licorice. And it's like, no, you don't. Nobody likes licorice. And they're licorice. like, yeah, I just I just gave him some drugs outside by behind the library where I work. And they're like, are you a demon? They're like, no. Shut up. No, I'm a librarian. I'm just a simple librarian, not a demon. It must be clear, I'm not a demon. So there's your D&D character. Gregory, the tiefling <laughs> sorcerer. All right. So that is, Do I, I think I need to draw one more thing. And that is a picture of Gregory. Oh, okay. Pre I and picture, post drugs. I picture him looking like Voldemort. I feel like he's like Harry Potter if no one ever sent him his letter and he had to like just live life, not a wizard, just under the cupboard, just like. That's pre-drugs? Yeah, and then he find, and then like Sirius Black is like, "Hey, come here!" Except he's a dog, so he's like, "Roof, roof, 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 roof." He's like, "What's that, boy? You want me to come into this alley and do drugs?" <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've already started. Oh, character appearance. Here's where I'm going to draw pre and post. Okay, and then we'll put this on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's saying, "I'm obnoxious." All right. And 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 post drugs Gregory says, "Let's kill some family." Okay. That's his catchphrase. Oh, well. Wasn't his catchphrase something oops, else? Oops, you're dead. Right. That's that's what it becomes cuz let's kill some family is like a mouthful. Ooh, you know what? Gregory had glasses and and drugs Gregory doesn't. Oh, okay. I mean, that's how you tell anybody apart from their alter ego. Right. <laughs> um so that's my character. Cool. Gre- Gregory, the drug addict. I, Thanks, I, Dice. I want, I want to go on record as being very sorry to your future DM. And yeah. also anybody who has to play with you if you are going to play Gregory. But what if someone is in need of a shocking grasp of something? Well, lots of other people might have shocking grasp. Maybe. Or it's Gregory's time to shock. I think maybe the next come, time... Come along, children. We are illusions. I think maybe next time we we need to roll up all of your personality stuff before choosing a backstory. I think you might be right. I'm just throwing it out there. Let's start over. No. All right, but for real, I think the pre-drug, post-drug different traits is a good idea. No, I, I agree. I agree completely on that. So we have some social media. We do. If you if you want to interact with us ever again, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at UFO Podcast. Today the F stands for. Faust the demon? Yes. Faust. I saw your face was like, we said something that started with an F. <laughs> yeah. Faust, Faust the librarian. Faust the librarian. Mr. Faustenstein. I thought his name was Mr. Carruthers. Faust, Faust Carruthers. Faustist Carruthers. The Faustist Carruthers. Faustist Carruthers. Yeah. The librarian demon. Right. Or demon librarian. Right. Depending on what company he's in. Yeah, exactly. It's like a social circle thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm individually on Twitter at Unabashed James. I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. Um, you can send all Gregory fan art to unabashedlyobsessed at gmail.com. And um, you should, because James really wants some fan art. And you'll see on the Instagram that it needs some fan art, because, oof, boy, you guys. <laughs> the glasses were a good part. I'm going to show you. Hold on. Uh-huh. I, the glasses are probably the thing I drew best. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think so. Then the muscles. I also didn't give Pedro Gregory a mouth, so he was probably mad anyway. <laughs> Though no one would know it. You look like you'd be scowling if you had a mouth. Um, we have a Facebook group called Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed. You could post Gregory fan art there probably too if you wanted to. Or tell us your favorite ways to D&D. Yeah, exactly. We, we'd surely, surely we have some D&Ders out there. I know for a fact we do. Probably we do. Almost certainly. I think that's our social media. You can find oh, us we... on Patreon, patreon.com slash unabashedlyobsessed. Uh, we will let you all know when the live stream will be happening. Yes. It will be at some point. And I'm going to put some <laughs> sort of something, maybe just a post up on the Patreon page for patrons to tell me... We need to figure out when is good for us to do the practice. 
Jamie Shaheen, thank you so much for the use of your theme song. Did you guys know there was a ladder down here? You can find Jamie's band, A Silent Few, on YouTube. Thank you also to Emily Cardamus for her excellent logo art that she did for us. You can find her on Twitter at Corrupted Gem. This has been a chaotic... <laughs> Indeed. ...episode of... Um, what's our show? Unabashedly Obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, We've only been doing it for two... No, no, no. Oh, no. okay. Just leave it. I'm James. I'm Aaron. And I'm Gregory. And I'm Gregory. Oh, God. Smart. And I'm Pam. <laughs> Gregory did a bad thing. Oh, no. <laughs> James did a bad thing. Smoking kills. And so do pennies.